In today's episode, I'm covering questions that I have heard from you, my listeners. I understand that the information that I'm presenting to you is outside the norm, so you have lots of questions. In fact, when you first start listening to me, you probably think I'm a little cray-cray, and that's okay. I understand, and I hold no judgment. All I ask is that you listen with an open mind because one of the steps to healing is being willing to unlearn everything that you have heard about healing up until this point in order to heal. So with that, let's get to the questions. I have 10 questions that I have been asked several times, so most likely one or more of these is on your mind too. Let's dive right in. Number one, I can't identify anything that happened before my symptoms started, so does this work still apply for me? Well, if you've been listening to my podcast or following me, you will know the work that I do often ties an event or situation that happened to your symptoms. Within that situation are subconscious patterns. Now, for some, this can make complete sense because they may have experienced something stressful or traumatic before their symptoms showed up. For others, this may not feel true. They may feel as if their symptoms came out of the blue, that nothing happened that was stressful or traumatic before their symptoms showed up. This thinking that it came out of the blue is back to thinking from the logical part of your brain. And thinking from the logical part of your brain may cause you to dismiss this work. You have to remember that the subconscious isn't logical. Your body and brain operate based on survival, not logic. We can't use logic to try and find connections to your symptoms. We have to think like the subconscious. Your symptoms are a major clue to finding the subconscious connections. The subconscious is a protector. It links by association. And those associations are often metaphorically represented with symptoms. And I want to be clear here. It's not the event that's the problem. It's your perception of the event. And your perception is based on what lies within your subconscious. So let's say someone says that they got a bladder infection quote-unquote, out of the blue. Let's say this person had their friend recently move in with them and they felt like their space was being taken over by their friend. Now, most people are not aware of their thoughts and perceptions about situations, and this lack of awareness is also the reason it feels like symptoms come out of the blue. The bladder is all about territory. In this person's case, their territory or space feels like it's being taken over. In the world of survival, Having your territory being taken over is a big deal. This is a situation that feels threatening. Consciously to this person, the situation may not feel quote-unquote big to them. So it feels out of the blue that they got these symptoms. But this one situation isn't all that triggered the symptom. Most likely, there are other associations within the subconscious. Maybe this person had a mother that always barged into their room as a kid, making them feel like their territory was invaded. Subconscious patterns are in everything we do. This situation with the friend moving in was part of that pattern. But if this person is still having bladder issues after their friend has moved out, then there are triggers within that person's life that are connected around boundaries that need to be addressed. To the trained eye and strong awareness muscle, nothing comes out of the blue. There are always connections that can be found. So if you don't consciously see those connections, it doesn't mean that this work isn't for you. I have worked with over 200 students in the last three years, and I have never not found the subconscious patterns connected to their symptoms. It is always very clear to me, and once the student sees them, very clear to them as well. 
This is why it's important to work with someone that can help you identify those patterns because you don't see your own poo. Question number two. I'm told that I have a limbic system dysfunction or dysregulated nervous system. Can this work help with that? Now, first and foremost, this is one of my biggest pet peeves. Getting another label, which you don't need when you already have chronic health conditions and most likely many labels you have already. Look, there's nothing wrong with your nervous system or your limbic system. It's working exactly how it's designed. Your sympathetic nervous system is designed to be activated when it feels like there is a threat. There's nothing dysfunctional about that. It's also not designed to stay on all the time. So the problem isn't the nervous system, isn't the limbic system. It's the message that the nervous system is getting that is causing it to stay on. So can the work that I teach help you if you've been labeled with these? Absolutely yes. Mind Body Rewire is all about rewiring your mind with safety and trust so that your body no longer needs to respond to what feels like threats and gives your body permission to heal. If you want your nervous system to be quote-unquote regulated, you need to quote-unquote regulate the messages that are being sent to it. Your nervous system acting this way is a symptom, not the problem. It's a symptom based on the messages it's getting. The messages that it's getting are coming from the subconscious. That is where to focus the work. You have years of survival patterns that are keeping your nervous system in a conflict state. You can't blame your nervous system for responding the way it's designed to respond. It's the survival patterns which you didn't consciously wire in, but you can consciously do something about. They are your responsibility to change if you want your life and health to change. Number three. Do you teach brain retraining? Now, the word brain retraining has become popular in the last couple of years, but really it's nothing new. Anytime you do something different, for example, like trying to break a habit or try something new, you are training your brain. Our brains are designed to be programmed and then operate automatically from those programs. It's efficient and easy, so we don't have to relearn all the time. Anytime you try to change those old patterns, your brain will try really hard to stay in them because it's comfortable and requires effort getting outside the automatic program. But the more you repeat your new thing, the more it shifts that old pattern and the new one becomes the norm. The work I teach is about shifting old subconscious patterns. So yes, it's brain retraining. You're identifying the old programs and then rewiring new ones. The difference between what I do and other brain retraining programs is that we do deep level brain retraining instead of surface level brain retraining. Surface level is where you may have a saying that you're saying whenever an old thinking pattern shows up and you work on shifting where you focus your thoughts. While that is all good and is necessary to get the ball rolling, it doesn't go deep enough into the subconscious. It's a general protocol and doesn't get specific enough to your patterns. Deep level brain retraining is where we identify your specific subconscious patterns connected to your symptoms. You are unique and no general protocol can take brain retraining to a deep enough level for long lasting change. The patterns that are showing up in your life today started many years ago. The subconscious has lots of proof to keep those old patterns. Deep level retraining gets to the root of those subconscious patterns, weakens them, which in turn provides long lasting results. So to answer that question simply, 
Yes, I teach brain retraining, but most likely not how you have done or seen it before. Question number four, are there certain symptoms that mind-body work can be applied to and others that can't? Now, there is a location in the brain for every body system. For every label you have, there is a body system connected to that. Don't let labels like Lyme disease, POTS, or autoimmune fool you. Those are blanket labels. What is the most important is the symptoms you are experiencing. The symptoms tell us the body system and we can take it from there. That's why I love using GHK to unravel it all. It keeps things simple. There is nothing outside of poisoning that mind-body work can't help with. This again is because all symptoms are messages from the subconscious. Sometimes the body needs extra support to assist in the healing phase, depending on the situation, but most times not. We are led to believe that the mind is separate. You have to do certain protocol for things like autoimmune, etc. So much confusion is connected to this way of thinking. Nothing that is happening in the body is separate from the mind. When there is conflict within the psyche, it always shows up in both the brain and the body. That is biological law number one of GHK that states that every disease originates from an unexpected, highly acute, and isolating conflict that occurs simultaneously in the psyche, the brain, and on the corresponding organ. The content, the perception of the conflict determines which organ will be affected and from which area of the brain the symptom will be controlled. Every program runs together on the level of the psyche, the brain, and the organ. All your symptoms or labels can be traced back to a body system. That body system has a location in your brain that gives us a clue to what kind of perception is connected to your symptoms. So there is nothing that mind-body work can't be applied to. Thinking that you're special and that this work can't be applied to your situation only limits your healing. Question number five. I have done years of therapy. If addressing my past will help me with my chronic conditions, why haven't they gone away? While there is a time and place for therapy, it's not going to necessarily resolve conflicts on the level that is necessary to bring resolution to it biologically. Oftentimes in therapy, a person is talking about a certain event all the time or for a length of time, and this keeps the conflict open and alive which means it can keep triggering a person, which causes an interruption in their healing. Subconscious programs are often not discussed in therapy as well. Being able to make the connections to why you have the perceptions that you do about situations, as well as the limitations of others around you, are all essential pieces to bringing resolution. Codependency and having someone quote-unquote fix your problems can also happen with therapy. It can sometimes leave a person still stuck in their old patterns because personal responsibility in changing their old patterns may not be discussed. Now, I'm not saying these happen without therapy. It's just something to look out for when considering it as an option in your healing. Majority of students that join MBR have been in therapy for years and haven't resolved their symptoms because it hasn't been done on a biological level. Question number six. You say this starts in childhood but I had a really good childhood, so how can this help me? While it may make sense logically that someone that had a lot of trauma as a kid would be ideal for this work, it's not for just those people. Everyone has had trauma on some level, big or small, but it's not the trauma that is the most important. It's the perceptions that each person has about these big or small situations that is the most important. 
and your perceptions are all coming from your subconscious mind. So let's say you had really great parents, always felt safe and loved, but when you went to school, there were kids at school that bullied you. Your perception from those kids bullying you is that you're not good enough. That pattern is going to be influencing you even up till today. There will be plenty of proof within your subconscious to back up that feeling you have about yourself that you're not good enough. You don't need to have had big trauma like sexual or physical or emotional abuse to be needing this work. Subconscious patterns from other people in your life, other experiences in your life are going to play a big role also in how you think about yourself. And also a big one that I see is the fear of failing. Despite having a great childhood, maybe your parents were high achievers and whenever you did something, you feared not living up to their expectations. This can create a state of anxiety alone that people will carry with them through adulthood. There are thousands of examples and the truth is that it doesn't matter what kind of childhood you had. There are going to be subconscious programs that started back then that are with you today that are connected to your symptoms. Whether you had a good childhood, you're not any different. Everyone has them. Question number seven, why can't you tell me the subconscious connection to my symptoms and we just have a few sessions to work on them and then I'll be good? While I get that this may sound like an easier way to heal yourself than to do a six month or more program, it's not going to provide long lasting results. Those with chronic illness have wired themselves to think day and night about their symptoms. They are worried about their future. They are talking to themselves and others negatively all day long. They are immersed in their symptoms. They don't trust themselves. They are in a state of fear all the time. This is just one piece of the puzzle that needs to be addressed. I haven't even mentioned the subconscious connections to the symptoms yet. Those with chronic illness have many thought patterns, limited beliefs, and fears all wrapped up in a ball. They all need to be addressed, looked at like a detective. And it's not just one thing that we do by looking at your symptom, identifying that subconscious pattern, and then moving on. For someone that doesn't have chronic illness for a long period of time, and have maybe had just one symptom hanging around for, you know, a couple weeks, that might be an easy thing to do. But when someone has been experiencing chronic illness for a long period of time, there's so many different things that are taking an account to what is contributing to that symptom staying. And a majority of it is going to be their thought patterns, the belief systems that them, that have been passed on from the previous protocols they've done and so forth. So making changes in the subconscious requires daily, repetitive work, not just a few sessions. Actually, it's the work between the sessions with the coach that is the most important. You have to shift who you are to heal. You will not heal using the same subconscious pattern that got you here. New patterns need to be made, and that requires daily work. Sure, there are some coaches or practitioners that only do one-on-one sessions, but I'm not one of them. I've been working with people with their health for many years. I have seen what works and what doesn't. I want to provide long-lasting transformation, not a short-term solution. I'm not someone to fix you. I'm someone to guide you to do the work that is necessary to heal. Yes, we have one-on-one sessions with our students, but that is only a piece of the healing puzzle. If I would tell you the subconscious connections to your symptoms, it would actually be a disservice to you. Sure, you maybe could shift the way you think about a situation that happened before you got your symptoms, but because you didn't do the deep work of making the connections to where that pattern came from and haven't created an action plan moving forward so that when situations like that happen again, you respond differently, you'll be right back to having your symptoms. 
Identifying subconscious connections is very individualized work. No two people are the same. It does require one-on-one work to help figure out each person's subconscious patterns, but once that is determined, there's daily work that is necessary to change them. Having a few one-on-one sessions is not going to address all the work that is necessary to get you long-lasting results. Your brain wasn't wired this way overnight. Your current patterns have been with you your entire life. They are strong because you unconsciously strengthen them on a regular basis. To rewire new patterns, daily work to unlearn those old patterns and rewire new ones has to be done. Question number eight, is there anything that interferes with mind-body work? Now keep in mind that most of us have been doing things that have been interrupting our healing for years, which is why we didn't get better. When you make a commitment to doing mind-body work, it's my recommendation to take everything else away as much as possible. Doing many things isn't the answer. It's actually very overwhelming. Just keep it simple. How do you really know if something is working if you're doing many things at once anyway? The goal with mind-body work is to allow the body to move into and through the healing phase to completion. Anything that interrupts that process is what you want to eliminate. Your triggers, fears, and negative thinking patterns will interrupt this. Things like certain medications, supplements, detoxing, and certain therapy may also interrupt that. It would be impossible for me to go through all the supplements and medications that interrupt the healing phase. All medications interrupt the healing phase on some level, but that doesn't mean to stop them either. In some cases, they are needed temporarily or have to be safely stopped with the help of your doctor. Remember that we have complicated healing. It's really not that hard. We've been led to believe that we have to eat a certain way, take certain supplements or pills, do a particular cleanse, etc. to heal. So many things, but yet everyone still has symptoms. Why not simplify it? This need to have all this stuff is really about the lack of trust in our own body's ability to heal. When you understand that your body has full intentions and ability to heal and you let it do its thing, you won't feel the need to add in all this other stuff. That being said, it's helpful to know what interrupts the healing phase so you can avoid those as well. Like I said, those can include your triggers, fear, negative thinking patterns, certain medications, some supplements, detoxing, and certain therapy. Question number nine, how come other people around me don't have chronic conditions when I know they experience trauma in their life? Now, as much as this work feels like it's about trauma, remember it's about perception. Trauma is often linked to chronic conditions because most people don't have the tools to move through it without having a perception that doesn't affect them on a health level. So if someone experienced trauma and doesn't have health conditions, then their perception of it isn't causing a biological response and they have most likely resolved it. But 90% of people are walking around with some type of chronic issue. So let's keep that in mind. Just like you hide your symptoms from others, people are also doing the same. So to say that other people are not experiencing chronic conditions is not necessarily true. Sadly, it's normal for many to have chronic conditions and just live with them thinking that it's normal for their age or whatever. The most important thing I want to say is that comparing yourself to others isn't going to make things better. We all have our own journey. Your symptoms are part of that journey because they are going to teach you so many things, mostly about yourself. Honestly, I'm grateful for what my symptoms did for me and so glad I had to go through what I did in order to experience my life as it is now. Seeing your symptoms as a teacher is a major piece to your healing. We can't see into other people's minds. If they do or don't have a symptom, it's all back to their own stuff, their own perception. 
It's best to keep focus on ourselves and stay away from comparison. Question number 10. You say that symptoms mean healing. So does that mean that I should just ignore them and be happy that I'm experiencing them? How come they won't go away if they mean that I'm healing? To be clear, most of the time symptoms mean healing. There are some symptoms that appear in the conflict phase. This work isn't about being irresponsible, ignoring symptoms, and doing nothing about them. It's about understanding your body and where it's at. When you learn why your body is doing what it's doing, you no longer fear it. If you haven't worked with a practitioner to learn what phase you are in, the subconscious connections to your symptoms, or created a plan of how to move forward, then doing nothing probably isn't going to make your symptoms go away. And I don't advise that. Sometimes doing nothing and just getting your mind off of it does work, like in the case of an acute symptom like a cold. But with the chronic condition, finding all those pieces is necessary for resolution. When students experience symptoms while in MBR, yes, we celebrate because it means they are healing. But that is because we have done the work to resolve the subconscious patterns and the body is telling us that by moving into the healing phase. Now to the second part of that question. If symptoms mean healing, then why are my symptoms not going away? They're not going away because you are in a hanging healing. This means that your body is trying to heal, but your psyche is still in conflict. This could mean that you haven't fully resolved the original event that started the subconscious pattern or that you were being triggered. Everyone that has a chronic condition is in a hanging healing. It's not that your body doesn't know how to heal. It's that the healing process is getting interrupted. I use a cut for an example with this to make it make sense. If you have a cut and you keep hitting it every day, causing it to reopen, it will delay or stop the healing process. The problem is that most people are scared of their symptoms because we've been programmed that symptoms are scary. So this in itself causes an interruption of the healing phase. A person gets a cough, they get scared based on all the things they hear from others or tell themselves, and then this fear puts them into the conflict phase. Again, it's all about survival. To the brain and body, this kind of thinking feels like a threat. So all the attention is going to go to the threat rather than healing. When we have chronic symptoms, this is the cycle we are on. Symptoms show up, we get scared, we take something, they go away or lessen, and we feel mentally a little better. The body gets a message is safe now, so it goes into healing, which means we get symptoms again and the cycle keeps going on from there. So no, this work isn't about ignoring. It's about understanding our bodies and ultimately trusting them to do what they're designed to do. If you don't do the work that is necessary to resolve your symptoms, doing nothing is probably not going to move the needle in the case of chronic symptoms. But having less fear about your symptoms is a place to start. I hope I have answered your questions and you have a clear picture about the work that I do. I understand that there is a lot of information out there, which in itself causes a lot of confusion. I'm hoping that I've brought some simplicity to this confusion in some way. If you're ready to identify and resolve the unconscious patterns connected to your symptoms so you can finally heal for good, please fill out the MBR application in the show notes so we can see if you're a good fit for MBR. You can also connect with me and continue learning by following me on Facebook at MindBodyRewire and IG at the TheMindBodyRewire. You can also download my free healing guide, Why Can't I Heal?, where you will learn the five reasons that you haven't healed despite everything you've tried. These are the missing pieces to your healing and the key to resolving your symptoms for good. Link to the guide is in the show notes. 
Lastly, if you enjoy my podcast or this episode, please share it and also subscribe by clicking the subscribe button so that more people can find me. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.